the uh, greatest majority of us shortly will begin our way home. After a week of diligently studying the things concerned our salvation and those things given in this book, let us take as our example that we not follow that of Naomi, recalling when she returned her words that the Lord hath brought her home empty. We have had a week of refreshment. Refreshment in those things that so specifically concern us and our hopes for the life to come. It is somewhat similar to a journey that we will make with our cars shortly. One of the companies advertises the pause that refreshes. And so we look upon this week here, likewise, as the pause that refreshes on our journey. We have all had the experience when traveling around the country of making the wrong turn on a turnpike and getting on the wrong road. A salesman recently told me how he went 35 miles before he could turn around on one of the turnpikes around Cleveland, 70 miles out of his way. But actually today we're far more concerned about a different road, are we not? We're concerned about that road that leads to eternal life, the road to the kingdom. Proverbs 21.8 tells us that the way of man is forward and strange. And Psalms 58.3 says that the wicked are estranged from the womb. Let us look at our chart. We see here that two forms of journeys are depicted. One side of the stream of life shows such calm scenes, almost barren as it were, the children of Israel at Sinai. It shows a few people gathered on a hillside it shows some isolated churches. And for the rest of it, it's fairly barren, is it not? But look at the bottom. Look at how exciting that is. Look at here, the Tower of Babel. Can you recall the excitement when they built the Empire State Building, the tallest building in the world? How much more so must have been in the days when they built this structure that man might have himself a place to return, to give himself a name in the earth, a place to perpetuate the doctrines of Nimrod. And look at these other exciting things on this side of the stream of life. These animals, and look at the glorious image, and the horses, and the beautiful woman. <clears throat> Unfortunate for all of us, we start this life in the same position, these two individuals leaving the garden. We are born outside of the garden. And so we find ourselves on this side of the stream of life. 
Milton in Paradise Lost style this scene that these two leaving the garden went hand in hand and with God as their guide to choose their solitary place. Well, we are the same way. We might choose our place also. But when we start to choose which road that we will travel, let us keep in mind the selection made by Lot. Lot who looked out upon the fertile valleys and chose ultimately the worst place on earth as his home because on the surface it was much to be desired. Early in the history of things, mankind kind divided itself into the sons of God and into the sons of men, and in so doing created two sides to this stream of life. Now, once having crossed this stream and entered the other side, does not guarantee that we will maintain our position thereon. Look at those Jews standing there at Sinai. Now, they, like Lot, look out. And you remember the slides we saw last night of Sinai? Barren, desolate. And what did they desire? They desired to return to the land of Egypt. And we saw some scenes from Egypt, some of those ancient temples, things of great beauty, far superior in their outward look to Mount Sinai. And we're told that all these things that happened to these Jews happened to them, happened to them that they might be examples to us. So that example is that let us not, having crossed over to the other side, look back to this other strange way home. Human nature is always attracted by the bizarre, by the exciting, by the monsters. Our children, they want to watch Frankenstein very early in life, the bizarre, the ridiculous, the monstrosities appeal to human nature. So our admonition as we stand on the other side is that let us not look and see this excitement and consider our lives barren on the far side of the stream of life. For this will not always be barren. We have spent a week, and each of our classes has promoted the idea that there is a great time coming, has it not? Now let us follow on down our time. And somewhere along about here, 331, between there and 150 B.C., the Jewish people, looking across and beholding things in the Greek Empire, so desired that they might join in with these things of the Greeks, that we are told that many of them had their circumcisions reconstituted that they might become as the Greeks of the day. 
come on down this stream and we see seven churches. And we think that this was an awful thing that these Jews would have done to their physical being. But is it not quite comparable to what the seven churches did to their spiritual being? They, standing on the far bank, looked across and saw the enchantress of Rome. And time saw their circumcised hearts destroyed. And they, through any means possible, recrossed the stream to join in her idolatry. So much so that when it came down to the last church, the master said he would spew them out of his mouth. We, today, are near the end of the picture. And we are no different than the rest, are we? For we look across at the world about us, and we see the excitement, and we're drawn there too. We sometimes think ours is a barren and dry life. But we have had this week many instructions into the fact that this will not very long be so. The scenes given in Revelation, the 21st and 22nd chapter, the scenes given in Daniel, the 10th chapter, with which Brother Jim dealt yesterday, the scenes in Zechariah that we have had, the golden candlestick, and the rainbow scene in the first part of Revelation. All of these beautiful details which the chart fails to show. We see only on the chart a vague sort of construction with an odd cloud coming from it. But in the same light, all we can see at the end are graves on the other side. And we find that if we read into the details of this house of prayer, it is far more exciting. It is far greater interest to us than all of these bizarre creatures down here. And when we stop and think of it, life is not so bad as we have it, is it? We're told that when we hold to these things, that we will have an advantage not only in the life to come, but in this life also. The first part of the week in speaking to you of disease, it was shown that we might have many advantages by adhering to the word of God in this life. And certainly, there is none that can come forward and describe the joys that can be ours when we stay on the far side of this stream of life. So as we are going on our journey this afternoon, let us beware of ending as did Naomi, home empty. And let us above all else shun this strange way home. Thank you.